You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's Rashiya Zion, Parshas Chukas and Zara Shimshon. On the uh, right side of that page, he quotes the Gemara in Moed Katan, Gimel, which Rashi also quotes on the Parsha. Amar Rabbi Amo, Ami. Lama nismecha mises Miriam leparaduma. Why does the story, the parsha of Paraduma, why is it juxtaposed to the death of Miriam? Meaning, you have to know the background to this, the Paraduma was not given at that time, the mitzvahs were not given at any specific time. In fact, we're told that there was a Paraduma that was brought at the first month of Nisan, meaning one year after the Jewish people left, when they were about to build the Mishkan, they brought a paraduma, because they needed to be pure, all the Jewish people needed to be pure, for the building of the Mishkan. So this parsha of paraduma was specifically not given at this time. So why does the Torah not tell us about the paraduma at all, until um, the end of the mitzvahs, basically before we skip to the 40th year when Miriam and Aaron pass away. Not only, not only that, but we're even told that the Jewish people were given in Mara, which is before they arrive at Har Sinai, it says, Sham Sam Lo Chok Um Mishpat, the Jewish people were given laws there, and we're told, according to one opinion, that the Chok they were given was Paraduma. Paraduma was given before the Torah was given, and yet there's not one word about it until here. So clearly, there's a reason why the Torah wants this to be connected to the death of Miriam. Answers the Gemara. Lo to teach you, Maha Para Mechaperes, just like the Paraduma um, atones, af misasan shel so too the death of the righteous atones. That we are to perceive, and this is a lesson for all time, that when a tzaddik leaves the world, or a tzaddikus, when the righteous person leaves, leaves the world, that that brings with it a certain purification and atonement for the Jewish people. Makshim, so everybody asks the question, lama lo ismicha that the Torah should have brought, not paraduma, but one of the karbanos, one of the offerings, shehem mechaprim yosef, which are directly for the purpose of atonement. If I was to ask you what the point of the paraduma is, you would say, in order to be spiritually purified from tumah. It has a kapara aspect as well as atonement, but its primary purpose is spiritual purification. A carbon is something which is primarily... Uh, something that atones, something that's mechaper. So if you're looking specifically to teach that the death of the righteous is mechaper, like a korban, like an offering, then you should have saved one of the karbanos and put it here. That's what the world asks. But I have another question to add to this. The hamedrash yalkud nira shemises miriam haisekoda masa shel mea the Medrash seems to suggest, and actually this is the simple reading of the Torah, that the death of Miriam precedes the story of the May Mariva. And that's how you read the Parsha. Miriam dies, they have no water. Hashem tells Moshe, go speak to the rock. Moshe hits the rock so that the story of the May Mariva, which is the sin of Moshe and Aaron, is a direct result of the death of Miriam. The Isha Shama Apostikaches Amata, it says in the Medrash, on the verse, take the staff, 
Habe'er Miriam. The well was in the merit of Miriam. Vatamas Sham Miriam. So because Miriam died, Umiyad Laeda, as a result of that, there was no water for the people. And then what follows that is these are the waters that they quarreled over. And it says, because of this, now here's the problem. Listen to the language. Because of the sin of Memeriva, it doesn't say, Lo Savi, you shall not bring the people into the land. Now listen very carefully. Ala Lo Savi, you, plural, the um, Torah version of y'all, y'all are not going to bring the Jewish people into the land. Lo At, not you, Moshe. Velo Achicha, and not your brother Aaron. Nor will your sister Miriam enter the Holy Land. That means that because of May Mariva, Miriam can't go into Eretz Israel. How does that make sense with the fact that Miriam's death, she's already gone, is the cause of May Mariva? She was still alive, there's still water, so what do you need water for? Oh, that's a good question. It's a good question. We'll, we'll see the explanation. But it's clear from this Medrash that seems the other way around, right? In fact, Rashi, in Pashas Vezos Abracha, who quotes this verse that they quarreled over those waters, it says there, If Moshe sinned, what did Aaron and Miriam do? Which means, sounds like Rashi's taking for granted that Miriam was also punished as a result of the Memeriva. And seems the same way in another medrash. This is what the language of the medrash. Three times the Torah mentions Meimariva. One represents the cause of the death of Moshe. One says that this is the cause of the death of Aaron. And here is where there was the cause of the death of Miriam. All these midrashim seeming to suggest that Miriam is punished as a result of Meimariva, not the other way around, that Miriam's death is the cause of Meimariva. So, of course, the Zayis Ranan, he's the first one to ask this question. The Zayis Ranan is a commentary on the Midrash. Because Miriam died before. This is simple olive paste reading in the Torah. Ask anyone what happened in this week's parsha. Miriam died, the Jews ran out of water, and Moshe sinned. The Tiritz, so he wants to suggest the Ein Muktam Amaucher B'Torah. That the Torah is going out of order. Miriam, and Miriam died later. He says, He says, but this doesn't make sense. I can't accept such an answer. When do we say that things are out of order in the Torah? That two separate sections of the Torah can be out of order. So, for example, the story of Yisro arriving and him teaching Moshe how to properly set up courts. And then that's followed by the giving of the Torah. So there's separate sections. So that you can have a debate amongst the rabbis. Did Yisrael show up before? Or did he show up after? But we put it before because he was uh, joining the Jewish people. So we put that as part of the theme of Parshish Yisrael. But they're separate chapters. You can't take one verse and switch it around. You can't say that... um, Pick any example... But in within one section, whatever it says is what it says. That's the order. This is what the Gemara says. 
And Rashi in that Gemara says, in one section, means within one parsha, you have to go in order, otherwise you can't even read any of the stories. Did Yosef get sold before, after? What, it's like know. the Bible critics. Right, yeah, you can't change the order. And the Yavin Shmua, who is the one of the experts on this subject, he also says, when we talk about the Torah being able to be out of order, it only means the chapters. The Khan, but here, Tuluna Sa'am, the people complaining, Umisas Miriam, the death of Miriam, Umasish and Lemuriva, and the story of the water and the hitting of the rock, Hakolu in Yenechad, it's all one chapter, one flowing story, pun intended, and so you can't have any change in the order. But oh, it's furthermore, the Eich Ev Shaloma, this is an obvious question, how could you say, Shemises Miriam, Mariva? How could you say the death of Miriam happens after the story with the hitting of the rock? If Miriam was alive, they had water. If Miriam was alive, they had a well. What are they complaining about water? That's why you can hold her responsible for the Hamarifa. Well, you're, you're saying she should be responsible for as if as if her dying causes right. it. But they, they're making it sound like she was somehow connected to the sin, rather than just the loss of water. Unless she did something that the water stopped, and that's oh, what we'll caused see, it. We'll see. The Bish Lama Mitchila, so maybe at the beginning, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the of the Exodus, when the Jewish people were in Rafidim, there they complained about the water. So Yesh Lomar, so that's where you could have the story of Memoriva technically, because the Be'er did not yet come. There was also a 30-day period when they, were, they did not yet have the man. So there you could have opportunities for complaint. But once the well of Miriam starts, we presume at least, that it went till her death, what are they complaining about? Even when she was Masora, the, the, the water kept coming? It seems like it, yeah. That's interesting. So that rabbi wants to give another answer, a very interesting one. The Bishbil Meimariva, because of the sin of Moshe with the Meimariva, lo nichnesu atzmoseha shel Miriam la'eretz Yisrael, her bones did not merit to go to Eretz Yisrael. That's what he wants to suggest. Miriam died, and had had uh, had there been no problems as a result of it, had there been no fighting over the water, then Miriam would have been led into Eretz Yisrael. But somehow. Because there was a fight as a result of this, her bones were buried there. says, I don't understand this. So that fits with some of the explanations. But it's difficult. The Midrash says, this is why Miriam died. Sounds like she died as a result of this. So before we read the next paragraph, I just want to prepare you. that uh, This is the Zeresh Imshon. He's one of the brilliant Mukubalim slash Rabbanim who lived hundreds of years ago. And, um, you know, these kinds of chidushim, um, of novel ideas, it really takes someone with a profound knowledge. If someone else were to suggest this, we would sort of make a face. But when you have someone who is so great in Torah, we've already had opportunity to see his greatness and brilliance in Torah, so we're able to sort of open our minds and accept this pshat. Venira Lomar, so I'd like to suggest, this is what he says, Shekodem Mises Miriam, before Miriam died, Hischil Habe'er Lis Alem, the well slowly began to disappear, 
ulehis yavish and to dry out ulehis mayit and to diminish. Because the soul of a person, Mosa, 30 days before they pass, it begins to go away. This is something that the holy books teach us, and uh, that the great tzaddikim, they can tell 30 days before, and, and there's other sources for this, but there's all kinds of clues that 30 days before a person dies, people just know that they're going to go, and that's a result of the neshama leaving a little bit. There's a, a certain disconnect from the neshama, from from the physical world. Uh, I I I wouldn't know. Okay, so he says by Moshe. It also says He says I'm no longer able. To go in and out the same way. Upirshu beperikama de Sota, the Gemara and Sota tells us, Latzeis velavo bedivrei Torah, that he was unable to function in the same way with the Torah. Malamitchen nistatmu mimenu mayanos chachma, the same wellsprings, the flowing of wisdom which used to come from him. There was a disconnect there because the neshama has somewhat detached, and that happens 30 days before a person leaves the world. I thought it takes a long time for the neshama to detach after some. Yeah, that that that's even longer than thirty days. But, but while in this world, the thirty days, the last thirty days, the person is not completely in this. We're world. We're talking about natural death over here. I don't think it makes a difference. I I, I, I know it says it. Street and car hits and boot. How the neshama right. knows thirty days before? Because it's all the neshama knows. Yeah. I I I haven't seen someone say that, but I, from my understanding, it doesn't seem to be much. He says, razal. So he says, look at the language of our sages. Mesa Miriam, when Miriam died, nistalek habe'er. The be'er was finished off. The da'afkeb es mosa nistalek, meaning now it was finished disappearing. Avakodem mosa, but while Miriam is... I guess ill, and um, she's she's old at this point. She's eighty six years old. Nisyavish um, ma'at it dried out. And people can live longer than eighty six, but she was onis uh, alimat, or it diminished somewhat. Below nistalik, but it wasn't completely gone. Is she eighty six? Because wasn't she older? Than I'm, I'm sorry, one hundred and twenty six. Thank you. Yeah, oh. that makes my sense. Yes. And she was 86 when they left. Because she was 86, you know. It was 86 when they left. When they left and Egypt. 86 is expression for 86. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100, she was, thank you for correcting. She was 126. It's 40 years plus. So, so she's, um, at this point she's going. So he says, when the story of the May Mariva happens, she's still around. But at this point, the rock disappears and they can't find it. You know that Medrash that says that they couldn't find the rock and that's why they were talking to it? Because it was, it was sputtering, it was fading, and they couldn't find it. Moshe couldn't get hold of it. Rabbi, they mourned for 30 days for Aaron. Did they mourn, they, didn't they mourn for Miriam also? It says they didn't mourn well for Miriam. Interesting. So they, uh, you don't know when that started. Actually, they didn't mourn well. That's well, great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 on a roll. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
למד, ועין, יוצא לך מים. זה מה ש... מה ש... המילוי, כן. So he's saying that the problem was the rock disappeared, Miriam was still around, but because she was fading, the rock was fading. So at the time of the sin, Miriam was still alive. But because the power of her soul began to ascend, Miriam died there, meaning she was dying there. Because that's the beginning of the death. It was, she was on the way out. And that's why we say she died. And it says that's where she will be buried, but though she will be buried means that that's the place where she will be buried, not where she was buried. It says, I'll prove this. It says, Miriam died there, and she was buried there. What's that double sham? There, there. Mm-hmm. Miriam died and she was buried there, or she was she died there and was buried. But the double sham is that that that's the place where she died, and that's the place meaning not at this time, mm-hmm. but that is also going to be the place where she's going to be buried. There was some time in because the Thomas and she died is thirty days before her passing. But Od Gamra Lamus Vidikvarasham and later she would um, die there and be buried there. So he says, according to my theory, that the water disappears or begins to disappear thirty days before. Then why did the man or the clouds of glory not disappear? Why did they not disappear thirty days within before the death of Moshe and Aaron? Like the well did for Miriam. He says that Hashem arranged it this way. That the water would disappear. To test Moshe. And I almost want to shield myself saying this. Had Moshe passed the test, if Miriam would not have died, even if her time arrived to die. Oh, he was the cause of her death? <laughs> wow. So, so, Miriam, Miriam goes sick. Her soul begins to leave <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why Hashem was so angry about it. Because he didn't want, right? He wanted that, both the truth the is, in the, the holy books, they do talk about mm-hmm. how Miriam and the well, the Miriam, her energy, her power, whatever she was bringing down into the world is the source. 
for Mayim for the Jewish people. So she and the well are going to be linked in this way. But this is a chiddush from the Zerushimsha. If Moshe passes this <coughs> test, Miriam would have become better. But how is this Miriam's fault? I don't know if we use the word fault. Because it says because of this, Miriam didn't know to her because that means she did something. It, it doesn't say. It doesn't say it's her fault. It just says because of this, Miriam is punished. But but you, you should know that um, the Miriam was not just the physical provider of the Jewish people. She was the spirit and the energy of the Jewish people. We we don't talk about this so much. You know, I talked about it on uh, on Wednesday night. I mentioned that uh, we don't really appreciate what a role Miriam had during the 40 years. She was teaching women's classes. She was uh, doing all kinds of things. She was very much the uh, battery behind the Jewish people at that time. And when Miriam left, the Jewish people were thirsting for water. According to the Madrashim, they were thirsting for Torah as well because they couldn't even taste the same level of Torah from Moshe, even though their teacher was still here, without the energy and the, um, the, the battery pack that Miriam was providing to all of their souls. She was linked to the Jewish people in a very deep way. And so when she goes, you know, the whole energy of the Jewish people goes. And that's, that's something which, as a result of her leaving the world, um, bad things are going to happen. No, Miriam was in the but the Torah doesn't say how that manifested. But obviously, she was a right. I mean, her, her right, the Torah doesn't actually give us the full text of her nevuah, but we have it in our the words of our sages. We do have the shira of Miriam, right. but uh, but still, I mean, it seems like that was nevuah as well. But but yeah, we don't we don't know what role she played, but we do know that she was a very. Um, uh, important person throughout all 40 years, but she was called Kavuda Bas Melech Penima, it was all concealed and hidden. Okay, he says, furthermore, Va'od, Shiba'aharon, Lohayachaliuskach. He says, furthermore, it couldn't be this way with Aaron. Shavayarmina, Shima Yisrael Yodim, Shayaola Lahar Lamus, Loyamenichem also, that if the uh, Jewish people would have known that Aaron was going to pass away, they wouldn't have let him. As you, as we all know, you look at the story. Moshe says to the Jewish people, "I just got to go somewhere with Elazar and Aaron." And three went up the mountain, and only two came down. And the Jewish people knew when Elazar comes down wearing all of his father's big day kahuna, the Jewish people understood. But we're told that the Jewish people would not have let Aaron die. Now the Jewish people can. And will sometimes do. Well, they, they would have davened. They couldn't stop the Moshe's death, even though they uses the word be'etzan. Yeah, that's an exception. That's an exception yeah, to Moshe's death. But typically, we find the Gemara tells us that by Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, when Rabbi Yehuda Anasi was ill, there was a battle going on between the angels and the rabbis. The rabbis sat in shul and they um, davened. And they couldn't take Rabbi Yudah Anasi's life. The Gemara describes this. And Amsei the Rabbi, the maidservant of Rabbi, she was caring for the house. She couldn't handle it because she saw how sick Rabbi was. He was, um, he was, he was so sick. His stomach was ill, and so so he would put on tefillin, take off the tefillin, put on the tefillin, take off the tefillin. He was in so much pain that the maidservant of Rabbi went into the base madrash and smashed something on the ground. And for one second, everyone froze, and Rabbi Yudha Nasi passed away. When 
she did it to take him out of his misery. Right. So the, the, you see from this Gemara that if Kalal Yisrael davens as a whole, we're able to keep... And so Kalal Yisrael would have davened for Aaron, they wouldn't have let him. So Hashem wanted this to be that no one should know. So if the Anan Yaakov would stop, they would have known. then the Jewish people would have known. Aaron's death needed to be um, hidden, and so that's why Hashem allowed the clouds of glory to protect the Jewish people, even while technically it should have started to disappear. Moshe dies the same way, which is why the man and the clouds don't go away. He reiterates the point that had Moshe not sinned with the rock, her soul would have returned to its place, and she would have not have died in the Midbar, but all three of them, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, would have entered Eretz Yisrael. Because Moshe sinned, Pan Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, it was decreed death. And this will explain all the teachings of our sages, it all fits. So, but I still have one problem, which is, why do we say that when the righteous people pass away, that that's an atonement? On the contrary, look what terrible things happened after this righteous woman passed away. When Miriam died, the well left, there was no water. But if the righteous people atone, why do bad things happen after the righteous people pass away? Lomar, so he says something very deep. Shatam, who the reason is Kenod, that everybody knows, that Tzadik, every Tzadik, brings a certain amount of holiness and um, strength into the world. When the world does not deserve or no longer deserves that Tzadik's holiness, meaning the world isn't fit, that's when the tzaddik passes away. Just in general. That's, that's uh, true in general. This is why we say that the tzaddik leaves. And we always say, when he leaves the world that he left, due to our sins, what that means is not that you know, um, uh, yesterday someone ate chazer and that's why he died. It means because the tzaddik... Is, has to be fit for his generation. When the, his generation descends to a certain low place, at that point the tzaddik leaves the world. So what happens is, when the tzaddik becomes ill, we're supposed to say to ourselves, that's us dipping too low for him to live. Vyasa teshuva, and the Jewish people are supposed to be inspired to do teshuva, as mischaper alehem, and then they can be atoned. Now there's... So, uh, for example, I would say this, that there were, there were certain righteous, who, um, tzaddikim, who passed away just a few years ago. One of whom, I'm not going to mention names, but one of whom was basically declared gone by the doctors. And you know, we were ready to lo- lose this great tzaddik, and Klal Yisrael got together, and we prayed in the schools, the shuls, universally, everyone prayed. 
he had a Rafua Shalema, and we had a few more years with this Sadiq. So he's saying that that's what happens if we want to, if we turn to ourselves. Sure. So he says, that's why we're not going to compare it to a carbon. We're going to compare it to a paraduma. A person becomes impure because he came in contact with the dead. And they sprinkle on him the ashes of the paraduma and he is now purified. So too, the death of the righteous atones for the generation. But we learn, But the ashes are not enough. You have to have fresh spring water. What does that represent? It represents a refreshing of ourselves. And Paraduma requires mikveh as well. So we specifically want to compare it to Paraduma because the righteous requires Teshuvah. The only way to bring the righteous back in the world, or even when they're gone, the only reaction that we can have is, is only with Teshuvah. It doesn't atone without Teshuvah. So we didn't want to bring one of the Karbanos and bring it here near the death of Miriam because a Karban would feel like I brought the offering, my sin is gone, and that's it. The Tzaddik died, I have a cleaner slate, which is a terrible way of thinking. Instead, what is supposed to be like the paraduma. The paraduma is where you have to take, you have to change yourself, you have to dip into the mikvah, you have to bring the uh, fresh um, water, the spring water, and the paraduma represents a purification that brings with it, or requires with it, us working on ourselves. And if the tzaddik passes away, and we don't take it to heart, we don't change our ways, we're not, um, we don't correct ourselves in a certain way, then it doesn't atone the way that we expect it to. Haven't there been generations where they deserved to have to be perpetually, and yet the died? It would seem not, according to this. I'm trying to think of any generation that was perpetually... They were righteous people, but they were also descending. They were Towards the end of Shlomo's life, if, uh, if Shlomo was you know, failing in his areas, it would reflect on the people as well. But it could be that during his lifetime, you know, during, the, during the height of his reign, maybe there were people who were living longer. Rabbi, when the Harun passed away, the Claudio Glory also went away. But you're saying that the Claudio Glory was still there even the Harun passed away. No, the Claudio Glory went away, right. But, but only after Aaron passes, not 30 days before. After? Yeah. Right, let's turn to page Reish Chav Gimel. He, he discusses that. Yeah, he says, but it takes time. And, 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 and the new tzaddik is fit for his generation, not for the previous one. What? Basically, the question was, why, what is this about? He says that Moshe wanted to die like Aaron. You know, what, what was it? So, so usually, usually the way it works is we have a neshama that wants to go up and we have a goof that wants to stay down. 
and um, depending on how physical you are, that's how thick that wire is that connects the two. And for there, there, in order to cut that wire, you need the sword of the angel of death, and that's a very painful experience. The Gemara says, um, for those <laughs> people who are really bad, so the Gemara says it's like trying to stick a a two-inch peg in a one-inch hole. That's how painful it is. So the um, but if your goof becomes so holy that the goof is also ascending, going upward, then you don't need the angel of death. All you need is kaviachol, as if we could say these words, the kiss of God. And the kiss of God creates this force which just brings the person up. There's no resistance. So that's the death of Aaron, where it says, Al-Pi Hashem, and Moshe wanted to die the same way. Of course, Miriam died the same way as well, though the Torah doesn't say it. Okay, page Reish Chav Gimel. And uh, hopefully we can. Um, we're just going to actually. I'm just going to read two paragraphs here. If you see on page Reish Chav Gimel in the bottom right paragraph, Aval Adayin, in the middle of that paragraph, it says Vaod Bichuvas Melech Edom. This is a pshat I've never seen before anyone else say. So it's uh, nice to see it. The question was Bichuvas Melech Edom. Moshe sends a letter to the king of Edom, a messenger to the king of Edom, and says, "Please let us let us." Pass through. He gives them all these things. We'll, we are going to take the middle road. We're going to. We're not going to bother you. We're not going to. And the answer of the the king of Edom is a very strange one. as Malach Edom, he says, "Lo savor be. You shall not pass through me. Pen becherev etzer dekrasecha, lest I go out against you with a sword. Mawa lashin shall lo savor be. What does it mean? You'll not pass through me." He shouldn't pass through my boundary. What's through me? Mm-hmm. Lest I come out with a sword. For with a sword. Does he not know what the, what the plan was? So he says, I'd like to explain this based on the words of the Ramaz. And this is a concept that we've discussed many times, but basically um, there are sparks of holiness dispersed through the entire world. And this happened originally as a result of the chait of Adam and Chava, and uh, Mitzrayim was supposed to be the purification process to draw all these sparks of holiness towards ourselves and to collect them from throughout the world, to bring a fixing to the world because the evil that exists in the world is powered through the Kedusha of the Spine, and I'm not giving a full explanation now, but we've discussed it in the past. There is this concept of the holiness which is dispersed throughout the world. And that's why when we deserved it, we had a Beis HaMikdash. And the Beis HaMikdash, literally, people from all over the world would come and visit the Beis HaMikdash. There was a special section that, that, where they had signs that says, up until here, um, a Gentile may go. But we actually encouraged the Gentiles to come. And Gentiles were allowed to bring offerings in the Beis HaMikdash. It's a very strange thing to imagine. But we accepted their Karbanas. There was limitations on what kind of Karbanas they will bring. And this was a 
reflection of what was happening in the spiritual world, which is that through the process of having a base of English, we were also drawing all the sparks of holiness to ourselves. During the second base of Mikdash, there was an incredible amount of people converting to Judaism. Just an incredible amount. And some of the greatest Jews, Unkelos, Achilles, um, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Meir, some of the greatest Jews ever were either gearing themselves or, or born from them, um, or descendant of them. Because all these sparks were coming towards us, but this is all because we live in a world where we allow those sparks to go. And now, because we've uh, kind of messed up with the Beis Amigdash, we have to travel all over the world and collect these. And we, we think that we go to different places in the world because it's convenient for us, but the world drives us that way. You know, if when we're done with Germany, it kicked us out of Germany and sent us to the United States because we needed to collect all the sparks there. When this, when we were done with Spain, they drove us out. Sometimes we move ourselves. Sometimes things have to drive us. But this is all once the process became uh, very complicated. What originally was supposed to be was supposed to just go down to Egypt and collect all the sparks. That was it. But they left with Egypt. They left with great wealth. Great wealth means that they were ready for the fixing of the world. When will you finish the spark here? <laughs> so he says, So he says, You should know. When Moshe sends this messenger to the king of Adam, he wanted to travel through Adam, the boundary of Adam, to finish all the collections through the holiness and the unifications that are in that verse. Moshe was describing a process, and by the Jewish people passing through, they were going to collect every spark from Adam. Isn't that another reason why they were supposed to well, buy food and water even though they had their own supplies? No, that would be part of it. To buy those sparks back, like the way the Yosef bought all the soldiers. No, through the money. So when Moshe tells him, we're not going to do, we're not going to take this, we're not going to take this, we're not going to take that. Other was all a lie. Moshe was exactly planning on taking, spiritually speaking, all their water and their supplies and everything. Yeah, we won't walk through your fields and orchards in the world below, but we will cut down every spark that you have in the upper worlds. But they were going to pass through all the upper floors. But because of the sin that caused it's not time for Adam. Because as we know, we say this in our davening every day, Adam is the fourth exile. That's the last stop. You say this, And then, Esav is the last station, as we discussed previously. You have these 35 and the 35. And then on top of the 35 and 35 nations, you have Yishmael and Esav. So Yishmael and Esav are, so to speak, you only get to the chiefs at the end. So somehow we, as the Jewish people, have to battle at the end of the days we have to battle Yishmael, and we have to battle Esau, different kinds of wars, different kinds of battles. But that's meant to be the end of days. Moshe was trying to bypass, <coughs> pun intended, all that time, and just go straight through by passing through the country, collecting all those sparks to try to cheat for the end of the future of days. 
And it's just amazing to see. And that's what the king, we're not going to have time to read the whole thing. So that's what he says. Lo Savor B, you shall not pass through me. I know exactly what you're up to, Moshe Rabbeinu. Even if the king doesn't know, the angel knows. You're not going to, we are going to continue. Pen, um, pen Bacher of Eitzel Likrasecha, as he'll say in the end, because my father blessed me um, that Achar by your sword you shall live. And that gives me a certain amount of power of extended days. So you can't pass through me and take away all my life because Pembacher of what if my sword, the blessing that my father gave me, still allows me to exist, which it does until today. May we merit soon that we should bring a fixing to the world um, as, as, uh, as is planned and it should be. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.